Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Today, I have with me Lisa Stones and Sarah Cave from Mortgage First. Now, Lisa and Sarah do something that's pretty impressive. They actually run mortgage classes in local schools, and it's not only beneficial to the students that they do it for, but it's also very beneficial for their business, even though they don't directly do it for that. So we're going to talk about how they do the classes, how it helps their business, and they're going to take us through the step-by-step of how you can do the same thing too as well. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll probably notice that Sarah and Lisa look very much alike. Now, they're actually sisters and have worked together now for about seven or eight years, they were telling me before we jumped on this. So we're going to have a little chat as well about how it is working together um, in family because Mortgage First is quite a family-orientated business as well. So we'll get into a few questions around family and see how many arguments they've had in the last eight years because that's always the juicy bit. <laughs> but ladies, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having, yeah, thanks for having us. That's, so Lisa's been on the podcast before, but Sarah, this is your first podcast appearance, isn't it? Yeah, me too. Yeah. So welcome. This is uh, the, the first ever one to do. So thank you for jumping on. Now, before we get into it, a lot of people probably know who Mortgage First are. They see them all over social media. But I'd like to get a bit of an insight into who you both are, and what you've done in the past, your background, and how you've got um, here today. So Lisa, could I ask yourself first, please? Yeah, so... Um... So my background, I studied fashion marketing at university um, and I worked for Topshop, Topman at the time. So I left uni and went into retail management, worked for Topshop, Topman for about 10 years. Um, And then randomly I left that and set up my own wedding planning company, um, like you do. Um, And I did that for another 10 years. Um, But part of that then coincided with John, obviously my husband, he was a mortgage advisor and he set up mortgage first it was just him for the first five years I think um and then he started to take on a couple of advisors and then he asked if I would join mortgage first really initially just to help him with the day-to-day running and which I did so that was about eight years ago now and my role has developed I do all the marketing I do all the HR so my title's operations but it's a little bit of everything um running running the firm and everything that goes on behind the scenes so um keeping everyone happy yeah that's it yeah. and then obviously you joined seven years ago it'll is be, it nearly eight it'll be eight years in March eight years ago wow so so yeah. so John started it eight years ago and how many staff no he was, he was 15, 15 years ago John started oh, okay, yes. right. yeah so for that first five or six years it was just him and then mm-hmm. really the the growth started and, and he'll, he always laughs when I say this it was when I started really that's when the firm really took off right. because we had that sort of structure in place that mm-hmm. we could take on more advisors and more administrators and you were one of the first administrators really that joined us yeah oh awesome so talk us through your background then Sarah how did you get into this kind of role yeah so absolutely nothing to do with financial um, at right. all um, so it was actually childcare that I used to be in uh, straight from school, college, um, worked in several nurseries. Um, and then it was after I had my little girl. I was 
not ready to go back um actually probably not and then it was a case of not able to really work weekends didn't want the longer hours um so I approached you didn't I mm-hmm. just kind of said oh if there's have you got anything even just admin just basic even just making the teas and coffees mm-hmm. I'll I'll do whatever um so yeah so it kind of started from that as yeah. just part-time three days a yeah. week um and then roll on eight years later I'm still here but Can't get rid of her. full-time um <laughs> yeah full-time um, and now more. running all the accounts and everything and, and the wages yeah. for what was it like 45 staff now yeah well, seven, well 17 total if you count in peak now really? as well obviously the acquisition from earlier on this year so um but yeah you progress from admin to sort of a processor role and then into accounts and, and even life insurance just involved in that yeah you were prior, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah and then now senior of accounts so, so do you think it really helps because there's a lot of people in this mortgage industry that that is at say the point where you guys were maybe six years ago where they're thinking like i need to hire somebody but do you think it's really good to try and promote people within because like yourself sarah you'll have been through the admin side the processing side the life insurance side you have a much better understanding than just hiring a general person in accounts do, do you think that helps as a business sarah and definitely and I think just generally knowing the system itself mm-hmm. um and like I say having the background from admin processing I kind of know all those little nooks just, and crannies you, get, yeah. you know how we work you know how it all mm-hmm. operates and you know you understand well, not just accounts but you understand all the elements you understand how, how our advisors work how our admin team works and to be able to then that helps you in your job yeah and I think sometimes a lot of it does go back to accounts yes it's kind of I'm involved in a lot of other different areas not just accounts but again everything just seems to link back yeah all all links up and that's it wherever possible we always recruit promote within you know naturally when Mm -hmm. there's a vacancy who we, we are always succession planning as well we're always thinking all right if they move on or if they step up and if if that person goes on maternity leave you know we're always planning in in advance and thinking they'd be great at that and I'd love to for them in that position and you've always got to have a bit of a plan up your sleeve so yeah absolutely within is where is always try and promote within yeah awesome okay so talking about the company and how people work and how you're trying to fit people in and in there and everywhere there's a lot of people that would say steer clear of family when you're working in business (laughs) What are your two thoughts on that? Um, I mean, obviously, I work with my husband as well, so I, I yeah, got it, got, got it got starts it, from got the top. Yeah. Um, and and I get it. I do get asked it quite often. How on earth mm-hmm. do you work with your partner? I couldn't do that. Um, and that's without me even realizing I work with my sister. But you, before anything, you've got the trust there, mm-hmm. you've got the respect there, you've got, and you just feel like you're in it together. I suppose you've got that ultimate. I've got your back, you've got my back. Well, that's it. There's always the thought of, I never want to let you down because Mm. I don't want it to see, you know, come across that. (laughs) Hopefully I don't. (laughs) So, yeah. And that's where, so Mortgage First, from the outside looking in um, at you guys, is you you do push this family vibe. And and I think that's probably one of the reasons why the acquisition, it, acquisition of peak sat so well with you guys because peak were exactly the same mm-hmm. it's funny because i've on the podcast i've had yourself john and reese all at separate times and 
you all had very similar values. So I suppose you can't really say that you're building the family if you don't have your family work for you. Yeah. Does that does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it just it just feels right. And you know, it is hard at times in the respect of I don't want anyone to ever think that Sarah gets special treatment or anything, whether that's internally or externally. Well, that's a tough thing as well, isn't it? To yeah. make sure that everybody's a level playing field. But she you don't no. you know, and she doesn't at and all. And I even say that. I'm like, I I don't <laughs> at yeah. all. Yeah. Like you say, I don't want people to think that. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people know that mm. within the company. Yeah. They know that and yeah, they just if know, anything, it's they? probably the opposite that she gets the raw the harder end of the deal, where I'm like, Can you do with this? Kate and and I, I don't I'm never I never sort of snap at any of the staff, but if I do snap, it's probably at Sarah and John. You know, yeah. I don't but nobody else sees that side yeah. of me like these two would. But I'm not that bad, I'm not really. Um, <laughs> but, so what but, happens? On a Sunday, when you're all coming together for Sunday dinner, is like a rule where you're not allowed to speak about business. Like if you you get to this and the kids are like, you cannot talk about business. We're not, not too bad, I don't no. think. Oh, Sometimes, yeah. It depends what we've got going on, I suppose. Sometimes See, yeah. the conversations do steer back to work. And I think if we've got like such as big events on and things like that, then definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. just interesting yeah. to know if Sundays are like with... a no business talking zone. But, you know, like our dad, for example, he'll say, he'll be chatting away to me and I'll say, oh, oh have you seen Sarah at work today? Have you not, has she not told you about so-and-so? And I'll say, yes, I've seen her, but we work but on separate working. floors and yeah. we're working. We've not, we've barely stopped for a coffee, let alone yeah. to chat about what we do, where we're going on Christmas Day. You know, we, that's yeah. not, there is not time for that. So, um, but yeah, I'm always really conscious of, I don't, she, she doesn't get special treatments and I don't want anyone to ever think that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah and, and, you know, and you can see you can see that there's that family vibe but you, it doesn't look as if everybody gets a free pass or do you know what i mean that no, you it. don't want to give that, that impression like I, say, I don't i don't go out on every outing i don't go no. to these meetings yeah. that you guys go to it's that's it there is the you treat like and, everybody else yeah. on the same seniority level in the business as yourself you know yeah. so um in terms of pay banding she's on the same pay bandings as other staff you yeah. know there's no kind of extra pay or anything like that um and and what we find as well i think sometimes staff think that i tell you everything so yeah if something's happening like you know something's happening with a member of staff or you know something's changing in the business or i suppose what you'd say gossip you know so the staff are, yep yep Sarah, what's happening you know at least has told you surely she's told you but, I, I don't know <laughs> quite again, unprofessional isn't it if people yeah, do yeah. that because regardless of if it's a family member you're still at work you're all staff and there has to be that privacy and if anything, i probably again tell her less than i should because again i'm conscious i don't want yeah to, to, to be put in a position that yeah. people think that she's got these special treatments and knows more than others and etc etc so I suppose it goes the other way as well, Sarah, doesn't it? Because there's going to be things that you'll know that you yeah. don't speak about. But <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. awesome. So talked about family. So it's easy enough to work together. So it might be that if you are listening to this and you're thinking about maybe hiring an admin or somebody that – because it's very hard to interview someone and take them straight off the bat when you, you don't really know mm-hmm. much about them. So a family member could slot in quite nicely. And Sarah's testament to this because now eight years later, you're heading up all, all the accounts. <laughs> So let's talk about the lessons in schools um, because this is something I had Lisa on the podcast probably about 18 months ago now and 
it was in its infancy. You just started it out, but you and I both could see this was going to be huge. And now you've actually got staff asking you to come and watch these lessons because they want to do it themselves. So if we take it right back to the start of doing a lesson in the school, how does a conversation start with a school, even to approach them to say, we want to come into your school and do a mortgage lesson? So I think it was about two years ago we all kind of started and it's something I've always wanted to do. And actually growing up, I did want to be a teacher, you know, when I was younger. So I think there's a little bit of that in me that I'm quite, yeah. you know, the idea of being able to stand up and be a teacher. Um, but I went to a local networking event that was focused on employment, I think, and skill local uh, skills for local young people. And I met a head teacher of one of the schools. I said, I'd love to be able to do a lesson um, about mortgages and, and money and savings. And they ripped my arm off. You know, they, they were they were oh, like, really? so he put me in touch with his head of careers at the school. And she was brilliant. The first lady that I met, she um, basically helped me put the lesson together because it's just the logistics of how long does it need to be? What age yeah. children are we talking to? So how do we need to pitch it? Can we have a PowerPoint? do we need to, can we do some worksheets so that can they have access to calculators all these things and what other things are they doing at school at the similar time so we can link that in for them you know if they're talking about careers and um so so she helped me put the, build the lesson essentially um and I did the first few sort of schools by myself but then I asked you to get involved and you know you were really up for that um but it meant we can get to more schools because it you know it is time consuming you know you've got to go yep deliver a lesson you know um and one lesson is only one class in one year group in one school so yeah. you know you've got to sort of think it's amazing but every year group's probably got four five six classes so ideally we try and hit a whole year group don't we so that's where two of us would maybe go for three weeks we go we each take a lesson we go back the following week each take a lesson you know so it's, a, it's an hour an hour a week for three weeks so it's not nothing really but but you've got all the planning to do it so yeah it is a commitment how many, as well you know yeah that's it, it's always going to take time isn't it people think that this just happens but you mm -hmm. have to meet with the careers advisor you have to make sure the lessons planned you've got mm -hmm. to obviously have all your checks and everything done as well and yeah. um, but how many schools do you go into sarah because i thought i just thought it was one but it sounds like you've got quite a few there are about five or six seven i think really? so now yeah, yeah. is it I think I've done about six. Yeah. I think six, yeah. Wow. Six, and what ages do you do you do the lessons for? It's normally year nines, year tens, when it's the careers. Okay. Yeah. Full day. So are they like 13, 14? Yeah, so about that age, yeah. It seems to be those year groups because that's the year they're either picking their options and they're starting to mm. think about careers. So it ties in nicely. Yeah. Once you get to year 11, they're focused on their, on their exams. So you've almost... You sort of missed the boat there so yeah that's why it always yeah. seems to be year and, nine I think, and, ten. and again it ties in nicely with a lot of their maths lessons mm -hmm. when it comes to again the life skills of looking at pay slips and um, mm -hmm. bank statements and yeah. overdrafts what's the credit report so there's a lot to cover so again with us going we're covering all that as yeah. well so it is mainly when it's their maths lesson and yeah. careers day isn't it so it covers okay so a little bit it fits in perfectly with what they're saying. But I'd, I'd really be interested, if you think back to a, a class that you've done maybe in the last couple of weeks, so you're stood at the front and they introduce you, what do you start the lesson with? How does it look? What 
Are you doing activities with them? How has a lesson looked last week that you did? Well, we, we, it starts with the objectives because that was something that the school wanted us to put in there. That every every lesson of theirs starts with what are the what are the objectives? What are we going to get out of this lesson? So we explained that who we are and the aim is they're going to learn what a mortgage is, mm-hmm. why people need a mortgage, and then calculate. Yeah, and then well. we actually have a go at calculating the cost of a mortgage. So it links into maths. So then we get we get them to tell us we ask some questions, don't we? Because we want to find out if they know anything. And actually, it's quite surprising. They do know more than we think. You know that the answers are usually is it is it a loan or is it from the government to help you get your house? So they're all they know it's to do with the house and they know it's to do with money and borrowing. So they they sort of piecing it together, aren't they? Um, But we look at average house prices as well, and that's we get them to guess that which is quite interesting and um every time we do a lesson we have to go in and up the up the data because obviously the the house prices have obviously just always going up rising and rising and rising but um but then we also have we find a house that's for sale near the school and we talk about that Uh, okay we make it real you know we we say this house is for sale and and quite often the kids will go i know where that is that's down the street near you know, so it's really relatable. We're not just looking at properties in cities miles away. And then we're looking at what a deposit would look like on that property price. We'd look at, you know, a, a, and obviously we, we're talking to 13-year-olds, so we're not going, we're going into basic calculations of an interest rate and, and the, the monthly payment. So, but we make it real, don't we, as, as real yeah. as we can. And then, and then you the, talk about, sorry, you talked about pay slips and credit reports as well, because that's quite, for, like at 13 14 mm. i wouldn't really know what a payslip looked like let alone talking mm. about a mortgage so you're actually going look, past the mortgages aren't you good to a lender don't we we talk about yeah. what what it, that looks like and we have yeah. different scenarios don't we yeah kind of saying like mr jones he works this amount of hours that's his basic pay and um, he's looking at a house in chestfield mm-hmm. um but then there's financial implications in that as well um, so it's kind of saying, obviously, credit credit's okay. It's it's an all right thing, but as long as you're obviously repaying, um, you're not doing those mispayments and things like that. So yeah. it's it is. It's just getting it's the basics, but but they get it as well. Yeah, you know, and that we we quite often say our advisors have to explain what a mortgage is and the, the details of it to add to add to adults who don't understand mm-hmm. it. So the yeah. fact that these youngsters seem to grasp it and to understand the concept of it and we sort of finish by saying it's not what you earn it's how good you are with that money so in our sort of three scenarios it's actually the person who is on the minimum wage would actually be the one who probably would qualify for a mortgage because okay he's he's got good credit and you know etc etc so it's that kind of you know we don't want them sat there thinking well i'm never going to be able to afford a 320 grand house we, we bring it back to it's not about how much you earn it's how good you are with that money so but that's then, quite interesting um, and and, always, and as you say that could be used for it doesn't even have to be used in schools there's a lot of people that have this perception because if they haven't been taught that at school growing up you probably think well the more i earn the better i am at getting a mortgage yeah well no it's not the case and it's sometimes no. we just need to remind us talking from a social media point of view is remind your audience the very basics mm. go back to scratch and say it's not actually about how much you earn it's about how good you are with your money yeah 
but we're out. we finish the lesson you always enjoy the bit where we finish the lesson what we do at the end don't we with the yeah we pop on to right move if we've got a few minutes left and mm-hmm. we kind of ask the students what uh, their ideal property would be where they'd like to live um and then we do look at ones in london mm-hmm. and kind of say look this is this is on the market for 60 million and uh, yeah we try and find the the, the competition try and, is try and find the most expensive house you know yeah. and it's, it's raising those aspirations they're looking thinking wow and and i'll say you know so it it comes right back to today how you know you at school you're learning you're doing your best mm-hmm. what you're doing after school your career thing you know it all ties back in that you know everybody's dreaming of the lovely big house you know so ha- incredible yeah i think back? it's such a good idea such a good idea and it sounds like you've expanded into more and more schools um and i suppose there is a space then for colleges isn't there because then that's a, a bigger thing of to say look now is the time you can save for your deposit these are the schemes that are available to you so when you're you've done the you've done the conversation with the school you've done the lesson what's from a selfish point of view and i know you guys do this for beneficial reasons to help the children but what does it do for you guys as a business how does it help well, the amazing thing is when we, we we obviously talk about it on on our socials, the amount of people in the industry that reach out either to say it's amazing, can you give me some pointers? I want to do something at my local schools. We've got lenders reaching out wanting to get involved with us. Someone from yeah. uh, RBDM from TSB came and did some lessons as well, or, or got involved with the lessons. We've got other lenders sending us um, additional worksheets. So for that we can pass on to the schools because we've got those contacts now we you know we've got the contacts with seven schools locally um so we can sort of share share all those resources amongst amongst them all so it's amazing you know so it, you know it's hope it's helping to raise our profile you know it, it, yeah locally you know, and you were saying before we came on the podcast is the teachers in the room as well they learn a lot themselves don't they and they normally yeah, come up definitely. to you at the end and go I need to speak to somebody about my mortgage and that's a mortgage lead, isn't it? Without even yeah. thinking. And we don't, you know, we don't do it for that at all. You know, we've got children, you know, lots of our staff have got children locally. So we want to do our bit, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's instead of doing a charity event and raising some money, it's a, just a different way of supporting, you know, where yeah. we live and the, you know, the young people, but also as well, I suppose it might help us find our next apprentice, you know, and I have yeah, to, we have to talk about that at the end, don't yeah. we? And say, what careers are in our industry and and um you know we'll say if any of you is interested you know i want to see you your emails in my inbox in a few years time when you're leaving school you know we're always open to to new staff so you know it hopefully helps us recruit as well in the future and yeah you never think about it from a recruitment point of view Mm -hmm. yeah like you say the careers um kind of part that we've got in the presentation even my story i'll kind of say that having no financial background um to then being like a senior accounts in eight years is it's amazing like yeah. from where I've come and started. So again, and we explain that Lewis, don't we, the the apprentice yeah. that we had before and he wants to go on to be an advisor. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Love well, it. And-, and we try and support the schools in other ways. So Paul Lewis and our old apprentice Lewis is at a careers fair this evening at one of the local schools. Um, oh really? So, oh, okay. so Lewis has gone because it's a school he went to. Yeah. And uh, he's going and standing at the mortgage first stand and talking about, you know, we, we only have a, a one vacancy a year for an apprentice. So it's not necessarily to fill fill that, but it's 
just to talk about our industry and careers and you know to give the kids something to aspire to and you know just open their eyes to other industries you know, but but who's I, to say that? Sorry, go on, Lisa. No, sorry. That we said I'd do this, we'd just be rambling on. Because um, <laughs> talking to people in the industry, I don't think I've met anybody who said they left school and said, I want to work in financial services. Mm-hmm. Everyone falls into it in some shape or form. So if we can get into schools and start talking about it, how many more young, you know, fresh out of school, fresh out of college, people are we going to get in our industry that would be amazing and that's it we can get asked that question don't we at the end as well of has anybody ever thought about working in the financial industry even if it's in a bank or um such as a mortgage advisor and one student actually said last week oh i want to work in an estate agent and even that again something when i was at school never thought Mm. you'd there was just never as much there was your eyes weren't open to as much, I, I don't think, no. back then, because the emergence of the internet and social media, you, you can pretty much Google whatever whatever any job is like in the world. So it's great because it opens that up. But the two things I was going to say was the first thing with um, the the jobs fair thing is, do you think that, do you think Mortgage First would have been invited along to the jobs fair if you didn't have these lessons going on? No. don't think so no maybe the, door. the school might have just sort of searched for local businesses and sent a blanket email but now we've got that relationship it's just hey guys do you want to come can you support next month we've got two yeah. or three that booked in to do so uh, but yeah that, i don't think they would have happened would have happened so just to say now. by doing those lessons it opens so many more doors mm-hmm. and then the second thing is although the job fair's there for lewis to go along and say look what i've done and there's maybe only one job every year but you never know the parents that speak mm-hmm. to their kids that are a mortgage broker locally and go do you know what mortgage first seen a nice bunch of people they're trying to help my child learn about mortgages yeah. therefore i want to be a part of that so yeah. it's actually as a side i say side hustle that's definitely not the word but as a side <laughs> benefit sorry yeah. it, it, it's a great way just to strengthen your brand within that yeah. local area yeah so with the school lessons we've talked about how it helps you in the local area but you were talking before we jumped on the podcast, Sarah, that you took a few photos of the lessons and upload them to LinkedIn. You talk to us about how that increased the reach of the business. Yeah, so straight away, um, obviously pop that on um, with obviously including school as well um, within the hashtags and uh, things like that. It, we, we then do have the school's comment on there as well wow, which great. is absolutely lovely mm. to have that feedback um but other people as well so i had to think i had somebody from lng uh somebody from the bank again just commenting and just saying this needs to be done in every school it should be part of the curriculum uh, we'd love to get involved and again like you mm. said it's just reaching out constantly to those mm-hmm. more people mm. isn't it and they they think, oh, yeah, we could do that. We we want to help with that. And I th- the thing is, everybody wants to do something. Isn't I've not met anybody in the industry or in a, who runs a business that doesn't want to do their bit. Everybody does. I just think they don't know how to and they don't know where to start. So, um, Okay, so if we take that there, because that's the perfect example. Everybody wants to get into schools and do a mortgage lesson because we all know how valuable it would be to students. I'm a mortgage broker. I'm a one-person band. I'm doing appointments, I'm trying to market the business, but I really want to do it. What do I do to start? I think it's just start local. You need to either 
try and connect with those people in the schools through networking or through LinkedIn or just contact the school, turn up at the school, ring the school, you know, and say, I'm a local business. I'd really love to talk to you about doing some lessons. And I'd be very surprised if they told you to go away. I am, you know, they're so grateful, aren't they, for us going all the time. Mm -hmm. And we even spent... um, a full day one of my partner me and um one of the mortgage advisors uh, we just went and did mock interviews mm. as well to support oh, cool. the schools as well and it was brilliant and yeah. again to have the feedback from the school to have it you had the email didn't you yeah. through saying like thank you so much and again just even just a couple of students if they just walk away from those interviews feeling a lot more prepared and ready like I say to face the real world isn't yeah, it and we've done our bit haven't we yeah definitely I got and I, um, I was asked to present an award at a school as well they, they had some sort of uh, end of year student awards and they asked if mortgage first could present the mathematician of the year award so we you know <laughs> we gave them a little we gave the winner a little voucher and we went over and presented it in front of all the parents but we've got the links with the local schools now and that's not mm. going to go away you know and yes we might not be able to support every careers fair and every single lesson that they want but we will we'll, we'll try our best you know to, to do as much as we can and I think that's it getting more staff involved now mm. it's brilliant yeah and again it's it's lovely to see that isn't it that, yeah that they're wanting to get yeah, involved definitely uh, you're getting the buy-in from the school aren't you I remember having um Mark on from Hudson Rose I don't know if you've heard of him and what he does yeah. is I think he's he, he's got an affiliation with the school but he sponsors the PTA and almost gives yeah. them money and then gets into speaking to the parents and seeing mm-hmm. how they can help. So that's just another way that you can mm-hmm. build those local relationships yeah. with, with, with the schools. I think that's fantastic. I mean, as you say, the first thing that people need to do is to reach out to the schools because mm-hmm. it might feel as if that you're bugging them, but by the sounds of it, they want to try and mix it up mm-hmm. with their yeah. students, don't they? Yes, there's the curriculum, but how can they get them ready for the for the big world out there and if they do reject your advantage you've then got to think well are have they really got the students best interests at heart if they mm-hmm. don't want them to learn about those things yeah. are there any other businesses that get involved like you guys do with the schools or is it just you so what um so when i we did the first few lessons i was asked by the derbyshire careers hub to become one of their enterprise advisors so it's a volunteer oh, okay. role so i've been partnered with a school that i then support that school and I go for sort of quarterly meetings with them and, and work with the head of careers there to help mm-hmm. do all the things like careers fairs and just help piece things together for them. And it's about making connections. So I've managed to link up other businesses who we know um, or uh, right. others, others within the industry to support other schools in different ways. So um, it's not just our industry, you know, it, it's just, you who else you know, you know, I look through my list and think, well, I know somebody who owns a gym. I know somebody who owns a cafe. You know, so could those people go and talk to schools about their industries? So it's just making the links. And again, schools are crying out. They're crying out for any business to to help. To to get involved. So if you are listening to this and you want to try it, go out there, go and get in touch with the schools, go and have that conversation. Ladies, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting (laughs) to you. We like to donate £10 to a charity of your choosing. Um, I'll ask Sarah the question because I've had Lisa. Oh, we've gosh. we've done a charity donation before. Is there any charity you'd like us to make a donation to? Uh, probably the Sheffield Children 
Children's Hospital, if possible. Sheffield please. Children's Hospital. Yeah, we will make that donation for you. Is that you. the one where you climb down the building? You yeah. have sailed down the building. <laughs> uh, did you? Yeah. So again, you weren't stuck on the roof, were you? It was for no. charity, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we did the um, abseil down. I think it was ah. the uh, hospital, yeah, last year. So, again, oh, just raised, raised a good amount of money uh, with some of my friends. So, yeah, really good. Great. Well, we'll make that donation for you. Ladies, thank you so much for coming on and chatting through how to get mortgages into school. And sounds like you're happy working as a family. So I hope <laughs> as long as that may continue. Thank you so much for both coming on. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. So thank you very much for listening. If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.